0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Questions. Uh, We want to remind you to subscribe on our YouTube channel, to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter uh, and Instagram, and we would love to hear from you for future questions and future episodes uh, for this show. And so today we have a question from Matthew, who writes in, God's goodness sounds like wonderful news on the surface. But I've also heard it said that the goodness of God has negative implications for humanity. Is this true? And if so, could you help explain this concept? Pastor Joel, what does God's word have to say about God's goodness?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Matthew. Thank you. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 18. I think that'll uh, suffice uh, for answering this question today. Uh, Romans 1, 18, The Bible says this, for God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Let me read it one more time. For God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness or godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the The truth. The wrath of God is a part of, we could say, God's goodness. See, what does it mean? I think is maybe a way that we could frame the question. What does it mean to be good? And what it means to be good, and we shouldn't answer this two different ways. We shouldn't say, what does it mean for God to be good? And then what does it mean for us to be good? Well, There is no goodness apart from God. He is the standard. So, whatever it means for God to be good is what it means for us to be good because, at the end of the day, our our whole goal should be to imitate Him, to be holy as He is holy, to be righteous as He is righteous, and to be good as He is good. So, what does it mean to be good? We should answer that. But what it means to be good for anyone is precisely what it means for God to be good. And what it means for God to be good is to be righteous. But part of being righteous, part of being holy, part of being just, is to hate with a a good, virtuous hatred all that which is not holy not righteous, not just, not good. See, God makes judgments, and His judgments are always good. When God finished creation, and He looked at all that He had made, He says that it was good. And when God looked in Genesis, later on, Genesis chapter 5 and chapter 6, and saw that the state of mankind was a state of continual and perpetual, constant wickedness and evil. But God saw that it was not good. In fact, he saw that it was, it was so contradictory to, to that which is good that he, he wiped it out. The flood, I, I love the idea of God's judgment correlating with water. We know that there was a judgment by fire that is coming for all those who do not submit in faith and obedience to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. But we see it that in the days of Noah, there was a judgment not by fire, but but by water. And in this judgment by water, God is cleansing. It's, It's as though, for instance, if I go through my house and I'm cleaning the house, let's say it's a a day for doing chores and our task is to clean the kitchen and to clean this room and that room and the bathrooms uh, as as my wife and I are are making our way through the house cleaning what we're doing ultimately is making judgments along the way that's all we're doing we look at the state of the kitchen and we see grime on the counter we take water and soap and we begin to we begin to remove it we scrape it away we we cleanse the counter of everything that is dirt and filth and grime. And we then work our way to the bathroom and the sink and the toilet and the tub. And we do the very same thing in the floors. And if there's any trash lying away around the house, we pick it up and we throw it away. And then we take it outside. We remove it from our house, right? Our house is indicative of our our little kingdom, if you will. Well, God, this is His world. It's His earth. It's His kingdom. And in God's judgment, in His judgments, what, what He's doing is He is cleansing he is looking from his throne in heaven at the earth which he has made and he is saying that there is still much that is good because it's what he made and he does all things well but there is a corruption there is a stain that is not good it's filth it's grime it's dirt it's trash and in God's goodness, he's taking the soap and water of his wrath and removing it. See, the problem is, all of that, when you put it in those terms, well, that, that, that is completely in line with goodness, as we think of goodness. Is it a good thing to have a clean house? I know a lot of slobs. But even a slob, if I offered to clean their house for them, they'd take me up on it. I've never met a guy who who would say, my house is filthy and I prefer it that way. When somebody has a filthy house, it's simply because they don't like the, the work involved with cleansing. But that doesn't mean that they don't like things that are clean. There's a difference in saying, I don't want to do the action of cleaning something versus saying, I don't enjoy things being clean. Everyone enjoys things being clean. If you're going to go swim in a pool, you'd like the pool to be clean. If you're going to live in a home, you would like the home to be clean. Maybe you don't want to clean the pool. You don't want to clean the house. But if somebody would willingly offer to do it for you, pro bono, you would typically take them up. Everyone likes things that are clean because it's good. And we get that, I think, as an extension of the nature and character of God. We're made in His image. God is good. He's the standard for goodness. And we, as His image-bearing creatures, we also understand instinctively a sense of goodness. And part of goodness is cleanliness. It's funny, people often say that cleanliness is close to godliness. Now, that's not a verse in the Bible, but I actually kind of like it. I think that I can make a theological argument for cleanliness, being close to godliness, and, you know, maybe shed a little conviction on all my slobbish friends. (laughs) But that being said, the point is this. God removes the filth and grime from his good creation. God likes things to be clean. And in his judgment, that's all he's doing. Whether it's a judgment by a global flood, water, cleansing the earth of corruption and sin, or whether it's his final judgment of fire. Fire, too, is actually a cleansing agent, just like water. We purify precious metals in fire so that their impurities, their filth or grime, if you will, their impurities would bubble to the surface in the fire, in the heat, and be removed so that all that remains is the purity of precious metal, gold, silver. So in God's wrath, whether it be His judgment by water and the flood in His wrath, or judgment by fire in His wrath, in God's wrath, in His judgments, it is always cleansing. It is removing the grime and the filth and the stain of sin from his creation, which is good, in the way that he originally designed it and made it. So God's goodness is, it includes, I mean, it's exhaustive. I'm, I'm only speaking to one element of the goodness of God. But I should say a portion it's not the whole enchilada, but a portion of God's goodness includes God's cleansing. And God's cleansing, it happens by virtue of God's judgment. And then the only question I think left for us in light of your question today is where do we fall on the, on the scale? Are, are we... Are we a part of the original creation, right? Are we a part of the house, the the actual countertop itself? Or are we the grime, the filth, the stain? And the sad reality for mankind, apart from the saving grace of God, which can only be received through faith in Christ Jesus, is that we have far more in common with the filth than we do with the original, the countertop, the kitchen, the bathroom, whatever you want to use in this analogy, uh, we have far more in common with the trash and the filth and the grime that God is seeking to remove, to cleanse, than than that which God is seeking to, to keep, to sustain itself. So in God's goodness, He purifies He cleanses. He sustains. He upholds. He makes judgments about what is trash and what is beauty. What is filth and grime and what is clean. The problem is that God has determined that filth and grime and trash is sin. And apart from His saving grace, that's us. We're made in the image of God. When God made man, he said, it is good. On the one hand, people are image bearers of the living God, something that God created that he has said is good, but we have been so corrupted and tarnished by sin that apart from a cleansing agent, to actually remove sin from us, God in his wrath will remove us from his creation. We either remove sin from us through the blood of Jesus by grace through faith or God will remove us from his good creation in the very same manner that he removed the entire population of mankind from his world back in the days of Noah. Only eight people were spared and all the rest were wiped out in the flood. So God is good. He esteems and maintains and sustains purity, holiness, goodness, justice, beauty. The problem is that sin stands in direct contradiction to all those things which are good. And so God in his goodness is making judgments to cleanse, that is to scrub off, scrape off, remove sin. And unless we have had our sin atoned for by the personal work of Jesus, in the same way that the people in the days of Noah were scrubbed off in God's judgment of the flood, we will one day be scraped and scrubbed and cleansed off in the judgment by fire. So God's goodness is a wonderful thing. But you're right in your question to recognize that it has incredibly negative, eternally negative implications for people who have not been purified by the blood of Jesus Christ.
0: Great. Thank you, Pastor Joel, for that answer to that question. And Matthew, thank you for writing in. Uh, We would encourage all of our listeners to write us in some questions via YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, also we'd encourage you guys to visit our store at rightresponseministries.com slash store. As you guys can see, I'm wearing one of the shirts from there. So we've got some Five Sola t-shirts up there. Uh, we've got Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? And uh, we, would, we would love to uh, send you out some of that great content and some of that great gear. So, all right, thanks for tuning in to questions and we'll see you next time. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com offer. And thank you for your generous support.